Hey, what's going on? This is Jordan, and welcome to Movie Buffers episode Today we're going to talk about The Northman. But first, I'm going to ask you to like and subscribe. Let's get into it. The Northman is directed by Robert Eggers, and it stars Andrew Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, and Classis Bang, and it has some quick cameos by Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. And the levels of adrenaline in this film are undeniably high, and the action is just like non-stop. And I love the slight camera movements, the ultra-wide-angle lenses, and of course the Icelandic scenery. But honestly, it felt really under underwhelming to me. And some of the scenes were way too drawn out, and a lot of chest beating and chanting from the back of throats. And some of these scenes went on for, it seemed like, like five minutes so when you see a scene of where a man is wearing fur chanting by a fire at nighttime, this is the perfect time to scurry off for a bathroom break or you know to take a bong rip or something because you ain't missing much so i like the way that the camera stays on the character for a long period of time in the two previous films but i felt like those movies had more of an art house uh, style to them they relied more on good acting and and great performances whereas this film felt more like a modern day big studio epic and it seemed a little saturated and flat for me i still really enjoyed it but i hate it when a filmmaker starts to you know get a little too much money and it seems like their work loses a lot of its integrity and those gripes out of the way though let's get into the movie so it's 895 ad and the king Irvindel returns from battle where we see amleth his son and heir waiting for him now this guy's a real wild one he takes his son to wrestle around and howl like wolves in a cave and then shortly after takes part in some ritual held by his jester played by uh the amazing willem dafoe and this was i think one of my favorite parts of the movie because it felt reminiscent of the psychedelic tones of the witch and the lighthouse then the next morning the camp is ambushed by the king's brother fjorner and his army and then we see amleth witness his father's execution where he gets speared to death by like six soldiers including fjorner and we're left to wonder what happened to his mother so amleth escapes rowing away repeating to himself that he will avenge his father save his mother and kill Fjorner. Now, this was all entertaining, but it seemed like we've seen this done so many times before. Being another version of Hamlet, it felt like it lacked the originality feel that the tragedy of Macbeth had. And I was feeling a little bit bored by this template storyline of a son avenging his father's throne and then seeking revenge on the man responsible. And how many times do we need to see Hamlet, really? Amleth grows up and lives amongst some Vikings, and he becomes a berserker for them. And he even takes part in the brutal pillaging of a village where he's he has some self-reflection in that moment, it seemed. Then he visits Bjork, uh, the seeress, who is some fortune teller who informs him that Fjorner was overthrown and that Amleth will soon have his revenge, and some more foreshadowing about a maiden king. So Amleth, he cuts his hair into a very ugly Dutch bull cut, and then poses as a slave and sneaks aboard a ship heading to Iceland. And this is where we, he meets Anya Taylor-Joy's character, a slave named Olga, who claims to also be a sorceress, and she instantly snips him out for being a Northman but she she keeps quiet about it. So when they reach the shore, they find out that the farm that they bring them to is Fjorner's farm, where we see his mother, Gundren, who is now Fjorner's wife, and she doesn't seem to really be in any danger at all. Moving on to when Amleth, he comes across a he-witch who gives him the deets on how to get a magical sword or something, and I was a little bit surprised that there was quite a bit of fantasy shit to this film when he starts battling that the undead dweller in the cave. I wasn't sure if it was like actually happening or not, or if it was just a vision. So anyway, Amleth defeats the dweller and he retrieves the sword and in this scene was really interesting to me the choices by the filmmakers here to have this marvel cinematic universe type fight in what seemed to be a little bit of a a smaller scale and yet a a bit of a generic revenge story 
So the next day, Amleth gets selected to play in a game of some sort, and it gets really out of hand when uh, the kid, his little bastard brother, runs out into the ring, and the big-ass mountain guy, like, trips him, and then he snaps his neck, so we are led to believe. The mountain guy puts his mallet up against the kid's head, making it look like he's about to tee off with his head, and then Amleth springs to the rescue, killing the mountain, and then earns the respect of the little bastard brothers and uh, his cold-ass mother. So the older bastard brother is like, hey, since you saved our little bastard kid brother's life you can marry olga that slave girls uh, that you've been eyeballing as a reward or something uh anyway he and olga get down and dirty and they make a pact to together bring down fjorner and everybody so amleth becomes like a ghost and at nighttime he starts killing off the king's men and the next morning they wake up and, and he, he's made like this horse-shaped statue thing out of all the men's corpses this makes the king asshole fjorner guys start to freak out you know he's he's starting to think he's cursed and olga's putting mushrooms in the men's food too i guess and it's 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 just complete chaos at this point and this allows amleth to get into the fjorner's house where he runs into his mother and he reveals that he is amleth and she is not pleased she cuts deep she says that she was taken into slavery and that amleth is the result of rape and then she gets all handsy with Amleth, and, and, and it gets really weird. And now I just want to stop and talk a little bit about Nicole Kidman. I grew up seeing her movies, I, I loving most of her performances, but her acting lately has just it's been just plain bad. Terribly bad. I, I, I watched that whole Nine Perfect Strangers show on Hulu, and she does this horrible Russian accent. It turns out to be its own thing after a while, and it's insane, but it's horrible, and I think it's a good show to watch and laugh at how bad it is, It's and it's also just a shame because Michael Shannon's in it, and I love that guy. But anyways, my point is is that her acting in this film was also a little bad, and she annoys me now, which which is a shame because I used to be quite a fan. I think. Maybe I wasn't. I'll have to go back and check out her filmography. So back to this film. Amleth later brutally kills his eldest brother in his sleep, and then they discover his body and completely freak out because Amleth has cut out his heart, and it's just an empty hole in his chest. It was pretty, pretty disturbing. And Fjornar takes out Olga as hostage, and she he calls out Amleth, who soon comes out and says he'll give him the heart in exchange for Olga, which I was like, the fair thing to do would be to kill Olga and then have to exchange hearts, but that's just me. Shit goes down, and then Amleth and Olga escape. Olga reveals that Am to Amleth that she's pregnant, and she wanted to wait to tell him, but he's like instantly like, no, I, 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 can't, I can never rest until my uncle is dead. So he jumps off the boat, pulling a classic deadbeat dad move, and swims back to finish the job. So now we get back to the farm... And then he frees a bunch of slaves there and then gets attacked by his mother out of nowhere. And then the little rat bastard brother of his comes out of nowhere and starts like stabbing him in the back. And like he's like a Chucky doll or something. Amleth is forced to kill that little dude too. So now this brings us to Fjorner coming in and back into his house and discovering that his whole family is dead now. So he tells Amleth to meet him at the gates of hell with one L. And this was a... Uh, this was pretty formal, I thought. You know, he didn't have to be such a gentleman about it. So Amleth meets him at the volcano straight out of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. And then we have one last epic duel to the death. And Amleth gets super fucked up in this fight. And eventually it's known that there's no way he's making it back to Olga and his unborn child. But we also see in his dying vision after he decapitates his son of a bitch uncle that it's not one, but two children that he has. In his vision, you see Olga sitting there very stressed out that he left her with these two big ass babies. But but it's pretty much uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of the film 
and the fight the fight scene at the end was it was really epic uh but it did kind of seem like the choreography was a little bit too choreographed if that makes sense it looked more like a music video dance choreography than it was a, a battle scene so my opinion on the northman is that it was okay. And it may have even been a little bit disappointing. I don't know. I'll have to go see it again. I, but I didn't think that Alexander Skarsgård's performance was anything special. The kid who played Amleth in the beginning of the movie was really good. And it's he seemed like such a goof when he got older. Anya Taylor-Joy and Willem Dafoe's performances were definitely the best in the film. But they're really not in it much. And also, in the trailer, it shows this like demon crazed Icarus flying into the sun, is I think is what that scene was. And it got me really stoked for this movie because I was like, they're gonna get really weird with this. But it, the shot was there for like a second. What the fuck even was that? I hate it when I see something really cool that they hook you on in a trailer. And then you go to see the movie and it's literally just that scene that you saw in the trailer. It's bullshit. It makes me feel like shit, man. Anyways, moving on. Uh, I really enjoyed this film a lot, but I can't give Robert Eggers too much credit for making two really good interesting movies, and then this one was just kind of blah for me. I'm gonna give The Northman a C+. And the story behind the conception of this whole project was Alexander Skarsgård expressed to Robert Eggers that he wanted to play a Viking or something, and they broed out hard. They decided to make a Viking epic, and that's exactly what they did, and that's exactly what we got. So that was it. That was my review of The Northman. Uh, what did you think about it? Have you seen it? Comment below. Maybe give some recommendations of some future films that we could talk about on this podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, smash the bell so you can get notified when there are new episodes of the show. And this has been Movie Buffers. Thanks for watching. See you next time.